Welcome to the Non-Anxious Leader Podcast. I'm Jack Shitama, author, teacher, speaker, and coach. I focus on your spiritual, emotional, and physical well-being to help you be the best leader possible. Each episode explores research and practical tips so you can be a non-anxious presence personally and professionally. And now, here's the show. Welcome to episode 29 of the Non-Anxious Leader Podcast. I'm Jack Shatama, and today's topic is on the flexibility that is required to be a non-anxious leader. I am walking in a pine forest in the high desert region of Oregon near Bend. I'm here for a family reunion. that uh, It's a biannual gathering that started in 1997 when some of my cousins decided to have a 70th birthday party for my aunt. And we have been gathering every two years since. That aunt is now 92, and the middle sister is 94, and my mom is 96. So uh, we're blessed to have three sisters who, in our family, three matriarchs, uh, who continue to be in good health. And we gather uh, my two siblings and my seven cousins, four from one family and three from another. I recorded episode 23 from the streets of Chiang Mai in an open-air market, and at the time I thought it might be unprofessional to do something like that, but I went ahead and did it. And then last week, uh, Seth Godin recorded his weekly podcast from his boyhood camp in Canada while he was canoeing, and I figured, well, if it's good enough for Seth, it's good enough for me. So here I am walking in a forest by a stream, recording this podcast. I was in Thailand because my daughter got married and she and her boyfriend, her now husband, decided they were going to get married 10 years to the day after they met in Thailand. And because of that, because he proposed last year after this reunion was already planned, all four of my children spent two weeks of their vacation in Thailand and neither none of them were able to be here in Oregon. That created a little surrounding togetherness pressure for me because none of my children were going to show up at this reunion, but that was really my issue. It was not anybody in the family telling me they should be there, and so I, I certainly felt like uh, they should have been in Thailand, and it was okay if they weren't going to be here, but the end result of that was we have one grandson, Thomas, who just turned two, and we decided that he would come with us. We asked his parents if he could come with us. So we have him. He's representing our kids pretty much. I realized about a week before we were scheduled to come here that because we were going to have a two-year-old with us that I wasn't going to be able to do my morning routine as I know it because Thomas gets up early and we are going to have to be with him. I also realized that I was just going to have to let go of really trying to do anything that I normally do because I wanted to engage with him. And I think that's one of the things that a leader needs to be able to do. A leader needs to be able to recognize when there are certain things that are happening in life that are just going to prevent you from being able to 
live out your plans in the way that you would like to. My typical morning routine I've been working on for 10 years. It includes prayer and journaling and exercise and writing and meditation. And I'm just not going to have time to do that while I'm here. I want to be with Thomas. And that's okay because I want to be present with him. So there are times when you are going to need to be flexible, when you are going to need to say, it's just not going to happen the way I hoped it would or the way I usually do it. And having the kind of flexibility to say, okay, I will do things differently. I'll make it work somehow. That's what you can do. So here I am in the middle of the forest recording the podcast on my phone. It's in the afternoon. I normally do this in the morning, but that's okay because that's how I'm able to make it work for this week. The second kind of flexibility I think a leader needs to have is when a surprise comes up. I realized about nine o'clock the night before our flight that I had forgotten my charger. We were traveling with my mother who is 96 and my uh, grandson who's two and so we drove the two hours to the airport and stayed at a hotel the night before our 5.45 a.m. flight and I did not have my charger with me. Once we got to the hotel I went to plug in my computer to charge it overnight. I really thought I'd put my charger in my bag before I left the office but I guess I didn't. So then I got online, I looked on Amazon to see if I could get a charger and get it shipped to Oregon and I did find one and it was available for Prime but I couldn't get it until Monday. And nowadays, Amazon is delivering some things overnight for free. And I was a little bit disappointed, but then I realized that this is there's nothing I can do about it. The head coach of the University of Alabama football team, Nick Saban, has, he has a saying, so what, now what? So when somebody makes a mistake, so what? It's in the past. You can't do anything about it. It can't be helped. What are you going to do about it now? What will you learn from it? And so that's the attitude I had to take. I had to figure out that the best I could do was get a charger to me on Monday. So I won't have a computer for the weekend, but at least I'll have it for the rest of the week. And I think that's what leaders have to do. They have to adjust and make the best of a situation. And then the third thing I think a leader needs to do is to be able to pivot when they are, have put a lot of effort into something and they realize it's not working. Stuart Butterfield started an online multiplayer video game company in 2003. And by 2005, they realized it wasn't going to work. But what they did discover was that the people who were playing the game loved part of the game where they could share photos with each other. So they took that technology and they started a company called Flickr, which became the first online photo sharing company. Ultimately, that got bought out by Yahoo. In 2009, Butterfield started another video game company called Glitch. And by two, 2013, they had to set it, shut it down. But they found that they, they, in developing that game, they had developed a messaging system for their company, for their staff to work together to get things done. And so in 2013, they released that online software and they called it Slack. Slack became its own company and by 2015 it had taken off. In 2015, it was the Inc. Magazine Company of the Year. 
So I think that's one thing that leaders need to be able to do is even when you've put a lot of effort into something, realize that that's a sunk cost and the best you can do is learn from that and figure out what you can take from it. It might not be a, a big hit like Flickr or Slack, but there ought to be something of value from it for you or for the people you serve, even if it's just what you've learned not to do. So those are three things I think we can do as leaders. We can be flexible when we know things are going to be different. We can be flexible when we get surprised by things. And we can be flexible when we put a lot of work into something and it's not working and we need to pivot. That's it for this week. I will put a link to Stuart Butterfield's biography. I'll put a link to my podcast from Thailand in the show notes. You can get those at the nonanxiousleader.com forward slash 29. You can also subscribe to my blog. You'll get an article every two weeks in your inbox. You'll also get a two for Tuesday email every week that has two recommendations on things that I have found helpful as a leader. I don't make any money on them. I just recommend them so that you might find them to be useful to you. And finally, when you do subscribe, you will get my email address, and that way you can correspond with me directly. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this podcast, any suggestions you might have for future episodes, and any thoughts, questions you might have on how to be a non-anxious leader. So until next time, thanks and goodbye. Thank you for listening. If you found this episode helpful, there are two things you can do to help others find this podcast. First, tap the subscribe button on your podcast app. And second, leave a review. I appreciate your help. Finally, you can find more resources as well as subscribe to my blog at thenonanxiousleader.com. Now, go be yourself.